welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio. I am Pat Rulo, and I'm so happy to share a recent Positive Change Podcast Award winner with you. He is Adam Dion, host of Curious Incident, a podcast for special needs families. Adam began his legal career as an associate of a law firm known for its work in the area of special education law, where he represented families whose children had a variety of special needs. He then moved on from that position in 2009 to pursue his dream of establishing his own law practice, which is currently based in downtown Manhattan and focuses on representing individuals with a wide range of special needs. There's so much to find out and learn. I'm just excited to have him here. Welcome, Adam. Thank you so much, Pat. It's a pleasure to be here. And congratulations on winning the Positive Change Podcast Award. Thank you. I appreciate the recognition. I am not a judge, but I do listen to all of the podcasts and actually several of the episodes as they come in, just so I know what I'm talking about. And I was just thrilled with yours. There were so many positives that checked all the boxes, the music short, the intro short and to the point. Obviously, you're well researched and the topics are planned and the questions are thought out and it flowed and there was no lagging. There was just, I could almost hold it up as a poster child to uh, potential podcasters. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your saying that. I can't tell you how excited I am to be doing it and how helpful it's been to listeners who are trying to demystify and navigate this whole legal process and special education system. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So with that, before we dig into the actual podcast, how did your work in the legal arena lead you to even consider hosting a podcast? Well, this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. That's be a resource to special needs families, not only by providing the legal services, but also the information to go with it so they understand the process that they're getting into. Um, I come at this field from a lot of different angles in my personal history. I myself have struggled with OCD, so I know what it's like to have to manage certain challenges in order to achieve success. And I was inspired by my work in the area of psychology when I learned about autism and other special needs as part of my coursework. And so I have a lot of passion for the work that I do, and that passion is infused in the podcast and the legal services we provide. I listened to that episode, actually. I have a family member with OCD, and so I was very interested to hear your take and your guest's take. So it was very, very enlightening, extremely well done. So thank you for hitting on topics such as that. So maybe just tell us a little bit more about your podcast. What can listeners expect when they tune in? The idea behind the podcast is that each episode, I'm sitting down with an expert, sometimes multiple experts, on a very specific topic, ranging from securing a neuropsychological evaluation to navigating an autism diagnosis and many other topics. And so through our conversation, we're providing information to parents who are new to this process and don't know the first thing about who to call or where to turn, and just giving them information about what they should be aware of, resources they can utilize, and what they should be thinking about as they're taking that next step to get their children the supports and services that they need. So I try to keep it as simple and basic as possible. It's not technical. It's um, meant for somebody to be able to digest and understand easily so that it feels 
less overwhelming and more helpful. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a resource library, I would assume, for your clients in that, depending on what issue they are facing, not only do they have the opportunity to speak with you one-on-one, but then there's these podcasts that they can refer to either before seeing you or after, just as a way to kind of round out the whole um, issue. That's exactly right. And it's, I think of it as sort of an accelerator. The faster we can accelerate a parent's understanding and knowledge, the easier the process will go, the less they'll feel overwhelmed. And so we're listening very carefully to what they're experiencing and dealing with in their lives so that we can provide the right resources and make this process more manageable for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm guessing that just the um, clientele, as you get new clients coming in to work with you, that probably spurs some ideas for some future or upcoming podcast topics. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're listening very carefully to the struggles and challenges that parents are experiencing when they come in for an initial complimentary consultation and they're telling us about their circumstances and uh, to the extent that they touch on something that we may not have a robust resource on yet, we're going to make moves to create that resource. Um, and so we're definitely paying attention to those things and trying to be as helpful as we can. And you are, you are. Your recent episode where special needs and divorce intersect, I thought that was quite fascinating because divorce means many things to everyone, the child, the the parents, the surrounding family, but there's a special need for those who are special need families. Yes, that's right. There's already so much to be thinking about if you're separating or divorcing and having a special needs child on top of that makes it even more complicated. And there are a lot of issues that come up when you have a special needs child and you're going through a separation, financial, parenting, and otherwise. And we touch on those areas. In this episode, I had an opportunity to sit down with two colleagues who come at it from different angles, uh, both of whom I've known for years. And I think it was a dynamic conversation, which I hope will be helpful to parents who are going through a separation. Absolutely, it was. It was It was fascinating. So let's talk a bit about the title of the podcast, Curious Incident. I'm so happy that you asked about that. And it takes me back to 2005, which I guess now is about 18 years ago, close to two decades ago. While I was doing my final coursework in the area of psychology as a college student, I learned about autism, as I mentioned before, and um, I came across this book, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime by Mark Haddon. It's a novel about a boy with autism, and you get to see the world from his perspective, and I was very moved by this story. I was very, I was fascinated by the shift in perspective, seeing the world through the eyes of a boy with autism. And it just solidified it for me. That together with my coursework, I knew that I wanted to help kids with autism and other special needs. And so when I was thinking about what would be an appropriate title for this podcast, um, I just thought that would be perfect. Uh, and it just gives you a sense of how much that has fueled me over the years. I read that book close to 20 years mm-hmm. ago, and it's stayed with me and it has given me 
a boost in terms of my practice, and I thought that would be a very fitting name for the podcast where we're talking with experts who are helping special needs families understand what they're going through and how they can help their children. And the artwork, that's also captivating between the title and the artwork. You need to, your eyes go there. Yes, it plays off of the cover of that book. There's a an upside-down dog on the cover of The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, and there is a red theme on that book. And the artwork for this podcast uses an upside-down family to convey that we're aiming to help special needs families and uses that same red color as the book does. Mm -hmm. Excellent. You know, we keep using the term special needs. Maybe we need to clarify that for those who are listening who just may not know exactly what that encompasses. So we'll back up just a little bit here. It's a very broad spectrum. It can be anything such as autism or Down syndrome or other developmental disabilities to more milder, uh, excuse me, milder challenges such as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or a learning disability or speech and language challenges. It's really anything that impedes a child's ability to access education and make meaningful progress. And with that comes recommendations for what would be an appropriate program for that student. And our job is to help anyone who's struggling, whether it's academically, socially and emotionally, or behaviorally, to secure the supports and services that they need in order to be able to access education and achieve meaningful progress. So, Adam, on the legal side of it, and the legal side of your work, what issues come up regarding special needs families and the law and, and legal issues? The biggest issue that comes up is whether the school district has provided a free, appropriate public education for a student with special needs. A lot of the litigation, maybe all of the litigation that we handle, revolves around that question. And school districts and parents see that differently. There are many instances where the school district believes it has provided or offered a free appropriate public education, and a parent says, absolutely not. That's not appropriate for my child. My child can't possibly make meaningful progress in that type of setting. So that's where we come in. We objectively analyze whether what's been offered by the school district is appropriate for the student in question. And we do this in consultation with experts such as neuropsychologists and teachers and all kinds of therapists who can provide opinions based on their knowledge of the student about what's appropriate and what's not, what's likely to lead to meaningful progress and what's not. So that is a very common issue and where we bring our expertise. Oh, my, that really is a narrow focus because that brings that right down to that individual child. It does, and it's very fact-specific. 
no child is the same, no circumstances mm-hmm. are the same, and the question is always going to be what's appropriate for this yes. particular mm-hmm. student. And so in litigation, we're often hearing from experts, what are this student's strengths and weaknesses? What sort of methodologies, interventions, supports, and services does this child need in order to progress? And does the public school program have that? And if it doesn't, in some cases, the parent may choose to find a private school that does have appropriate services. Well, let's learn more about this private school. What does it offer? What is it providing? How is it meeting the needs of the student? So those are the kinds of issues that we typically get into. Here in Manhattan, do you work outside of New York? Can folks outside of the state work with you, or are you pretty centralized? We're pretty centralized. Our law firm focuses on New York City. That means that Anyone we represent needs to be residing in the five boroughs of New York City. Um, This entitlement is based on residency. So you could have, and we do have families residing in New York City who are sending their children to schools outside of New York City or outside of New York State. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. We can help those families. But if it's a family who resides outside of the five boroughs of New York City, we're typically going to refer them elsewhere. We do have plans in the future to expand our practice, but those are still in the works. And so for now, if someone is residing outside of New York City and they need legal services, we'll refer them to a colleague who we know and trust and can assist with their case. Well, that's good for you and your clients that you're so local in that uh, you probably know all about each of the school districts and who to work with and how they work and what they offer. That's correct. And in fact, the five boroughs of New York City function as one school district, all part of the New York City Department of Education. So it is super specialized. We do know the parameters and the players very well. And you need to be doing this work exclusively and focusing very narrowly on the work you do because it's always changing. There's a lot of policy development. Mm -hmm. It evolves rapidly. And so it's important that you be very on top of how things work and what changes are potentially affecting your practice and the families you serve. Got it. it. I love this. All right. I want to get maybe back to your podcast. So it's easy to see how your podcast helps your clients. How has the podcast helped you in any way, whether it's with your your business or personally? What have you found that the podcast has given to you? One of the biggest things we're looking to achieve is to reach families earlier in the process, because the earlier we can start working with them, the stronger their cases will be because we get to do more planning and strategizing and preparing. So the podcast has been helpful in reaching families earlier. They're not necessarily ready to engage legal services, but they just got an autism diagnosis or they um, understand that their child is struggling with ADHD or they're thinking about pursuing a neuropsychological evaluation or their child has been demonstrating school refusal. These are all things for which we can be helpful, even if they're not 
at the point where they're ready to engage legal services. And so the sooner we can get them in for a complimentary consultation to give them information and speak with them about the process, the more helpful we can be to them and the better off they will be if and when they decide to engage legal service. So it's been huge from that standpoint. And I just want to reiterate, and I will also say, you know, in terms of legal fees, the way our fees are structured, a family who comes to us early is not going to pay any more in legal fees than someone who comes to us at the last minute. And so one of the things we try to impress Mm -hmm. upon new families that we're speaking with is come talk to us early. It's not going to cost you anything more, but you get the benefit of the information we can provide and the benefit of our expertise and guidance. And so I think that the podcast has really helped to facilitate those kinds of conversations earlier in the process. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. Yes, I would imagine people would hold off and think, well, we don't have the funds right now. Maybe we'll wait till later. But to know that they're safe to come early, not only from the financial side of it, but most importantly, that they can start to tackle the the issues and, and get some relief, you know, in their family life through having these earlier rather than later conversations with you. I think that's a, it's a misconception that we have to disabuse parents of. They have a certain perception of what it means to engage legal services and what the fees might be and that it's going to be too daunting for them to even entertain. One thing I will mention is that we have the ability to recover legal fees from the school district if we're successful, which means that we can offer our clients heavily reduced flat fees for the cost of services. We also have a sliding scale for families who are in difficult financial circumstances. We also have the ability to connect families with loan providers if that's helpful to them. And there are some situations where we don't require any fees up front if, depending on the family's financial circumstances. And so I think it's important for parents to know that engaging the services of a special education lawyer doesn't have to break the bank for them, doesn't have to be a non-starter in the sense that they don't know how they're going to afford it. And that's important information for special needs families starting out to know. Mm -hmm. And again, referring back to the fact that you work solely with that one school district, you know ahead of time pretty much, I would imagine, the trajectory of the case. We definitely understand the trajectory of the case. That's something that we include in our resources for our clients so they understand from the beginning what it's going to look like. And the sooner they start the process and strategize and plan it out and communicate their concerns and create that paper trail, the more likely it's going to follow the common trajectory and the more likely it is to be resolved quickly. Excellent. Wow. You've been doing this for how long? How old is the podcast? The podcast was started in 2021. Mm -hmm. The law firm was started in 2009. So we're going to be 14 years old in December. Mm-hmm. But the podcast is still just a couple years old, but a lot going on. And and you 
post monthly, right? So That's month, correct. Monthly podcast. Yes. Okay. A lot to do. What's your favorite part of podcasting? My favorite part of podcasting, I I really enjoy connecting with experts in the field toward a common mission of providing information that's going to be helpful to families. I really love hearing from people who have listened that it was very helpful to them or in some cases that they referred it uh, to other people in their network. I had a neuropsychologist tell me that Anytime a family comes in for an evaluation or if they're considering an evaluation, they send them the podcast episode we did on understanding the neuropsychological evaluation. And so we don't always know who is listening out there. I have a pretty good sense of how many people are listening, but I don't know always who is listening. And so to get that feedback from people that they've listened and found it helpful is very gratifying. Mm, definitely. You know, I kind of, I kind of like that part of uh, radio and podcasting in that anonymity factor is that you really don't know who is listening and who it's helping. I hosted a, a radio show about healthcare safety and being a, your own patient advocate for a dozen years. And I, when I finally shut it down last year to move on to some other uh, ventures, I can't tell you how many people reached out to me that said, oh my gosh, I listened to every episode for the last 12 years. I'm going to miss this, but I had never heard from them for 12 years. And it was a weekly wow. show. So how many shows was that, that, that people didn't speak up to me and say anything? So I, I think that's kind of nice. You might think you know who's listening, but you really have no idea who you are helping. And, and that's kind of beautiful. Yes, and pretty amazing. Mm -hmm, for sure. All right, as we begin to wrap up, I think it's so smart for a business to consider having a podcast just for some of the reasons that we talked about. Any advice to businesses in particular? My first piece of advice would be very would be to be very thoughtful and specific about your target audience, who you're trying to reach, who is the podcast for? For us, we were very clear about wanting to help people, parents uh, who have special needs children. They're early in the process. They haven't done the first thing in terms of getting started. They're just discovering that there might be a problem. They're feeling overwhelmed. They don't know where to turn. And everything that we put into the, into the podcast in terms of the guests we present and the questions we ask and the manner in which we speak is with those parents in mind. And I think that's super important. I would say take it seriously the way you would drafting a legal document or litigating a case. This is being put out there into the universe. People are going to listen to it and forward it to their networks. And so bring a level of professionalism to it and have a clear roadmap for the logistics how guests are going to be booked, when episodes will be recorded, what the editing process will look like, if any, and how you intend to market it and get it out there so that people know about it and can tune in and benefit from the very valuable information 
you're presenting. So those would be the main points that come to mind. Thank you. Thank you. And all of that is very obvious in your podcast that it stemmed from a very serious look prior to putting it out there. It's not just conversations. There's a lot more, and it melds very nicely with the professionalism of your practice, kind of complement each other. And again, as I said at the top, I'm holding you out kind of as a poster child for business podcasts. I just, I think there's so much about it that is just done extremely, extremely well. All right, Adam, I want to make sure we're not missing anything that you wanted to highlight today. Anything? Well, let me just say thank you for the words that you just said. And for me, this podcast was a long time in the making, even though it was only started in 2021. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate your saying all of that. I, I guess my message would be to parents to be attentive, ask questions, and take advantage of the plethora of experts who are out there, especially if you're living in New York City, because we are rich in resources in New York City. There's so many different kinds of schools and programs and therapists and professionals and evaluators who can assist. It's not easy embarking on this journey, but it does become easier when you have the right people in your corner. And... Everybody that I've come across in this field, whether lawyers, advocates, evaluators, what have you, they're all very passionate about helping families, helping those kiddos. So if you're listening, just know that there's a team of support out there and you just need to take that first step to reach out. And I think you'll be pleased to find that there are many people committed to helping you and making sure your child receives what they need. Oh, thank you. And you are the right person to have in their corner. So thank you for your work and what you do. Maybe share any and all contact information where folks can find you at your law firm and also where they can listen to the podcast. Absolutely. Our website is www.dianlawfirm.com. You can learn more about our firm, access our blog, and see more about our team. For the podcast, again, it's the Curious Incident Podcast, a podcast for special needs families. You can find that on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you'd like to reach us by phone, you can call 646-866-7157. And if you'd like to contact me directly, my email address is adayan at dayanlawfirm.com. Excellent. All right. We're speaking with Adam Dayan. The website is dayanlawfirm.com. Dayan is spelled D-A-Y-A-N. The podcast can be heard where all fine podcasts can be heard, so you can check it out. It's called The Curious Incident Podcast for Special Needs Families. Adam, you are a gift. I am so happy that we met, and uh, let's stay in touch. Thank you so much, Pat. Sounds good. It's been a pleasure speaking with you.